Hey guys, welcome to Diana Prince, Secret Agent, Episode 2. I'm one of your hosts, Ed. The other, Terry. And for those of you that may or may not know, either way, uh, this is going to be a Wonder Woman mod era podcast. That's the issues that we're going to be looking at. There's about 30-ish issues of Wonder Woman and about, I don't know, anywhere from 5 to 10 issues of other books, depending on how many of those we want to look at also. For those of you that want to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter at Teal Productions uh, if you're looking for me, and it's Tooth Nasher if you're looking for Terry, and Nasher is with a GN. Teal Productions is on Facebook, and either place, Teal is T-E-A-L, like the color. I am IndieMan at gmail.com is the email address, and comicbooknoise.com slash T-N-C, the letters T-N-C, or uh, for those of you more phonetically inclined, Tango November Charlie, if I don't know. I think I enunciate okay, but somebody else might not. Uh, the book is cover dated September, October 1968, and it is on sale July 1968. It's November, December 1968, according to the... To the book itself? Yes. Oh, November, December? Yes. Oh, wow, okay. When I looked it up, it was... Well, maybe I looked at the wrong one. So, well, let's... Oh, yep. You're right. So instead of being on sale in uh, July, I believe the on sale date would be more September-ish. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, Like Terry said, November, December is the cover, 1968, and September is the on sale, 1968. For the cover, we have uh, Mike Sikowski, Dick Giordano, and Gaspar Saladino as the creatives. That's pencils, inks, and letters. And then for the inside creatives, we have Denny O'Neill, which, of course, you don't really need a script for the cover, but he's the scripter for the story. And then Mike Sikowski says continuity in pencils. I'm, I'm not sure what they mean by continuity. I don't know if he did research or I don't know what continuity would mean. Uh, Dick Giordano is the inker. And for the letterer, they have Milt Snappen. Now, for both the cover and inside, Nobody is credited for the colors, so I guess nobody wanted to take credit for the colors is ultimately what that means. Now, if you're looking for the book, uh, you can find it in several different places. We have the benefit of actually having uh, these issues because Terry collects Wonder Woman. Um, We also have the Wonder Woman Diana Prince celebrating the 60s omnibus, which this omnibus is the entire mod era. So... This is what we'll be using to determine the order of books, Um, if it's other non-Wonder Woman books. Of course, if it's Wonder Woman books, they have a convenient little number that tells you what order to read them in. So that's kind of cool. But also, this issue, this story is going to be reprinted in issue 191 of this very series, which is only, what, a year from now as far as publishing is concerned. Also, this is in Wonder Woman, A Celebration of 75 Years from 2016. Wonder Woman, Diana Prince. uh, No, I read that one. Uh, Wonder Woman, Steve Trevor uh, from 2020. Now, all of these are from DC Comics because Wonder Woman is a DC character. Uh, And also, uh, keep in mind that the music that we use for intro and outro is courtesy of the Universal Production Music Organization. Uh, I started that and said it weird, but... That's, that's the title. So, now a synopsis here. In order to get in contact with the criminal organization headed by the mysterious Dr. Cyber, Steve Trevor is secretly ordered by General Darnell to pose as a traitor. 
He goes on the run, pursued by the army and the authorities with only Darnell knowing the truth. Just as Diana Prince learns of the news, she's summoned back to Paradise Island as Wonder Woman. There, Queen Hippolyta tells her that the magic of the Amazons is exhausted after their 10,000-year stay on Earth and that they must go to another dimension to rest and renew their powers. Wonder Woman refuses to go, saying that Steve Trevor needs her. Thus, she's forced to give up her costume, perform the Amazon rite of renunciation that removes her powers, and return to man's world only as Diana Prince. Diana rents a store and apartment and soon comes upon a blind oriental named Ching, whose martial arts skill enable her to de- enable him rather to defeat three-sided attackers. Ching reveals that he knows she was once Wonder Woman and that he's come there to help her fight Dr. Cyber, whose agents raided Ching's temple for gems and killed his fellow worshippers, and with whom Steve Trevor is now involved. Ching trains Diana in karate and other martial arts, but during one session, a badly wounded Steve Trevor stumbles into their dojo, having been shot and left for dead by Dr. Cyber's agents. They learn that Cyber plans to kill congressmen by planting bombs in children's toys and sending them to the lawmakers. Diana and Ching get Steve to a hospital, then seek out Cyber's agents and defeat them. But Steve remains unconscious and in critical condition at the hospital, and Diana and Ching are later stalked by a mysterious man. Uh, Now, for the first however long I've been recording, what is this, going on seven minutes, it's only been my voice. Uh, Co-host. Yes. What what, what do you think about the cover? Let's start at the cover. I'm fine with the cover. I like her outfit. It's very... um 60s Amazonian-ish looking to me. Yeah, it's The kind shoes of a, look horribly uncomfortable, but then that's okay. They're flats at least. Kind of a combo. This definitely looks like something an Amazon would wear yeah. if they don't have the ceremonial the Wonder Woman long, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I like the fact that it was 12 cents back then. I paid a lot more than 12 cents for this book. Yeah, I bet you did. Uh-huh. And my impressions, if I'm just going to keep talking, my impressions from the very first is that I don't believe that the general um, quite knew that Steve was going to start out this way with his undercover work by whacking him across the face. uh, Yep. And then he ends up beating up some other soldiers. Well, at first he punches the general a couple times in the stomach and then beats up some more. And it's like, hmm, I think we could have gone a little bit quieter than that. Well, and, and, you know, you you see that a lot when, when somebody talks about going underground Mm -hmm. they always have to go underground as a bad guy well not well you know he had to go underground as a bad guy but he didn't have to go underground beating everybody up well yeah and 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 i guess to make it look realistic he Mm -hmm. couldn't tell the general okay i'm gonna hit you you now and then he just attacked him and just went on with it yeah the general called in the troops to try to help out and yeah it, it 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 was kind of a to me, it was kind of a combination of like trying to be real, but then trying to be comedic almost. It kind of felt like in the in the writing, because it was just so. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't imagine that that's how it would be in real life if somebody they they would go out and you know of course nowadays all the bad guy stuff would be on a computer so somebody would look him up and they would see all these list of things that he did well, he never really did them well here no he really did them he mm-hmm. he, he punched a superior officer he evaded uh, the the MPs. military police mm-hmm. and he punched a couple of them jumped through a window stole a car and you know it, even the, serious enough that they shot at him mm-hmm. for like real and mm-hmm. so I'm like well dude if they'd have got him I know that would have been over. The right mission there. would have been right over. Right it's there. like, would yeah, that's. Done. But yeah, they're they're chasing after him, shooting, and he uh, 
He steals a car. He steals, steals a car. Mm-hmm. Now, so at whatever point when all of this is over, how how is he going to explain all this? I don't know because you he know, was told that he has no backup. I didn't mean to take the car. I was just pretending. Yeah, was, right. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not pretending very well, Steve Trevor. I, I don't know. It's Yeah. And cool thing, um, this intro is, what is this? Let's see. Pardon me as I flip pages. Uh, one, two, three, four, five and a half pages. And then I guess there's, is this an ad in the actual book here? This half page? Hang on. Yes. Right there? Yeah. Okay. Because here it's just this mm-hmm. mod Wonder Woman logo in my in my omnibus. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's got to be And a, then I have a Cheerios commercial that you don't have. You, you have a full page ad. Cheerios yeah. commercial. I just, yeah. I just go on. Um, when we get done talking about the story, uh, we'll go back and, and look at some of these ads. Because some of them are pretty uh, time and place mm-hmm. specific kind of stuff. Can I tell you my next thing? Yeah. My next thing is once we get back to Wonder Woman, when she gets back to Earth, the invisible jet has brought her... Oh no! This is before she gets called out. I'm so sorry. Right? Yeah, she, she uses. She the hears. She finds out. You know that Steve has in trouble and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And at, at the same time, Hippolyta's calling her back, and she goes back, and she's like, "Wow, wow, wow! I have to go back and help Steve." And she goes back, and the invisible jet takes her back and dis and, and it disappears to the um, other realm when it finishes. That's what I thought was cute there. But the, what really got me was that for the first time in my life, I'm faced with practical problems like finding a oh. place to live and earning money for food. This neighborhood looks like a good place. It's not very high class, but it is cheap. Where does she get the money to rent the store and apartment? And, stu- and I don't see her put anything in no. the store to sell. Maybe she already had some money set aside. Well, she said and this is the very first time that she has to find a place to live and earning money for food. Right. She, she doesn't even have money for food, but she has money for rent. For she an hasn't had to earn and it. And a store. She hasn't had to earn it before. Maybe maybe she got a, a, an allowance from Queen Hippolyta as some kind of emissary to man's world. She's going to open some sort of small business, but I never see her open no. the small business. Yeah, no, no. She's yeah. always busy doing martial arts. Because it says during the day she's trying to contact people to figure out where Steve is, and at night she's doing martial arts. So I'm like, so where is your small business, and how are you getting money to rent this place? Well, maybe later on. It can't be cheap. We we find out well, what we it is. It's there like too. yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, no, I, I think it's going to turn out to be like a a, a boutique kind of like okay. a a 70s women boutique. That his name is Ching. Well, that's and and uh, dude that wrote this. Who did I say? O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Um, in interviews later on, he's like, "Yeah, I probably missed the mark by yeah. because if you if you look it up, I Ching is the name of a um, piece of literature from Chinese, like a, a military or a philosophical writing or something like that. It's called okay. I Ching, and so I guess that obviously must have been what he had in mind when he's like, "Oh, I need a name. I will call him I Ching," which that is not what he said his name is. When he's talking to Diana the first time, he says, I, Ching, in which is bad enough that it's in broken, broken English. English because he's Oriental. Yeah. But so his name is Ching. But for years, I have always heard this period referenced as the I Ching period. And it's like, no, that's not what he said. Yeah. Ching was just his name. Even in the 
uh, synopsis that I read, they wrote that she met I Ching and whatever. And I, I, I didn't say it that way because mm-hmm. that's not his name. Just Ching was his name. So, yeah. Um, so, Diana is back and... Um, Learning martial arts. Yeah, well, she's she's not... She, she rents a, a... This leaves me to believe that the apartment and the store are in the same place because the sign here. The apartment's so above, above the and, store, yes. So she's checking out her new store, uh, trying to figure out what she's going to do. And, and she goes to look out back. She wants to see what the alley looks mm-hmm. like in a city. I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that there's ever a pretty alley in a city, no. even in the late 60s. You know, it's so she goes back and, and she, she sees these thugs trying to beat up on this old dude that... Um, Appears to be blind to her because he has dark glasses. Dark on. glasses and yeah, whatever. But yeah, appears blind. So um, at first, she is. I guess everything happens so fast. She she doesn't even intercede. She's just caught and just watches because Ching just like makes. Well, she starts to, but she's him. like, I'm not Wonder Woman anymore. I I, well, I can't fight. Okay, now yet. see here. Okay, so here. The store looks to be on the second floor, which I guess means the apartment is above that. So it, it must be even higher in the building. Whereas here she's walking and she sees a big window that has the sign in it, which would make you think it's on the first floor. So either the I store she's, part she's in the apartment. She's the in the apartment floor. wanting to look at the alley. Yes. Okay. Okay. That that would that would explain everything. I I, I didn't kind of get the feel that that's what it was, but that's what it would have to be just for all of that to work out. Cuz she's up there saying I could paint and get some decent furniture, so that's her. In in the apartment. apartment yeah. Area. Okay. Yeah. Um okay, so she meets Ching and and somehow which she doesn't really seem to address, at least in this first issue. Ching knows an awful lot about I know. her. I mean, I like, know. like scary stalker kind of. Crime. Yeah, like you've been watching me for a long time to mm-hmm. know this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he drop? Either he, that or he's mystical. He he drops Steve's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I, whole thing. He knows. He that knows Steve's that she's Wonder Woman. Yeah, I that's, mean, it's it's either uh, mystical or he's really like well. But a either stalker. way, even if it is mystical, why are you mysticking me? Yeah. You mm-hmm. mystic somebody else. Mm-hmm. You you know, it's, mm-hmm. so. Um, so what, uh, he, he goes on to the, the story about how the same organization that Cyber runs did him wrong. And I know that Steve is trying to break into that organization. So that's good because I want the organization down. Steve wants it down. And you want to help Steve. So that means you want it to go down too. So mm-hmm. we're, we're all working at, at same purposes here. Mm-hmm. Um, little montage page here of Diana learning um, earthly martial arts, which she's an Amazon. So even without superpowers, I would think she could probably. I would think she would already know some of this stuff. Yeah, she she would Amazon have to training. fight pretty well, just not super strong. Yeah, but everything else, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we we've seen it portrayed in the movies. Um, uh, although they they don't use them here, but. Amazons are a whiz with weapons, mm-hmm. swords and spears and mm-hmm. arrows. So maybe that's what she should do is, is since she doesn't have superpowers, turn into like a female like uh, Green Arrow or something like that, run around yeah. with arrows, no. killing people uh-huh. with, with real arrows, pinning them to walls. And, uh-huh. No? Okay. Um, so there's a few short months here, it tells us. Oh, that she's training? Yes. In okay. a few short months, the knowledge of ordinary girl would spend years acquiring. By day, she practices a deadly battle of arts and orient... And by night, she questions underworld informers. 
and studies the news column seeking some trace of Steve Trevor. Yeah, so this so is this like, been a couple months gone by. Like and like you were saying, well, when does she do her when does business she do the or whatever? Yeah, whatever she's maybe doing. she's martial art training in the store part. No, I don't know. They, the, it the, doesn't say. The synopsis called it a dojo, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We're okay. Yeah. I'd, well, and, okay. Ching, where, mm-hmm. where does where does he hang out and whatever? I know. Does he hang out with her? So, and if they're training, mm-hmm. do, does he already have a place to mm-hmm. train somewhere, or do they just train in the empty store because she's not made it a store yet? Yeah, I don't know. She lives upstairs, and he stays down in the empty store, and they use it for training. I, we we don't mm-hmm. know a lot. A lot of stuff kind of just it. it the story just kind of blows through it. Mm-hmm. it it's happening, and you're like. Well, but when and where and well, that doesn't matter. It's happening. Mm-hmm. This is what's going on. This and is it's the just, exciting part. Yeah, this is what you should ignore know. the details. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so Steve stumbles in, shot while they're training, and Ching goes off to get medical help, and she's like, "Please don't die! Please don't die!" She's very boohooey. She's very boohooey. And then th- this, it, th- this is cyber. Mm-hmm. Like the dude in the in the brown here. The, this the is cyber. Ominous black building. Yes. And then is this other dude? You think the dude that's, that's watching what, them? I think it's, I think this dude here in the shadows is probably the dude at the end and in the okay. shadows okay. to me. So cyber is is for whatever reason. Well, he wouldn't know Diana, but he would know Ching mm-hmm. because he sent his people again. Mm-hmm. So he's watching Ching and he's finding out probably about Diana mm-hmm. at the same time. Okay, yeah. Um, so what happens here? They, they find the building? Yes. Where the toys are. Yeah. How did they, how did they track it down? Um, I think it's something Steve said. Oh, okay. Is it, um. Because he's over here. Abandoned factory, edge of the city, putting, putting bombs, bombs and to- toys. Okay. So basically so, that's like the, the whole cyber yeah. plan just yes. right there. And, yes. Okay. Okay. So they go off to, to thwart the plan. And yeah, like you said, it was an ominous black building. There, there's only one, one wherever. On the other side of town. Wherever they're at. Yes. Yeah. So you know automatically, automatically if you're going to go you there. Know which one it is. Which one, right. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I, I feel that. Um, yeah. So they go in and they're attacked by toys. Yes. All kinds of toys. Mm. Uh, toys with uh, poison on swords mm-hmm. or, or pens or whatever it is mm-hmm. they're wielding. They're wielding them like swords, but they don't look like swords. So they're. So. So. They're poison. Mm-hmm. So Ching tells her, oh, smell me smell poison. Po- yeah, no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't talk like that. But no. yeah, he says he smells it. Uh-huh. Um, and then Frankenstein attacks uh, right. her. A, a, a Frankenstein monster mm-hmm. doll. And she manages to kick him in the abdomen. Um, and, and I should have looked this up. I meant to. But there's one here, and there's a couple other references a little bit later on, to oriental sounding words mm-hmm. and finally disable it with a, a hito chop mm-hmm. h-a-i-t-o um let's see a Gary kick okay uh a quick google uh, wonder search and uh the word that i saw hito and the word that you my gary uh actually both are related to uh shotokan karate which I don't believe we were told she was learning that particular version, but just karate from. Mm-hmm. So, those are genuine. So, uh, O'Neill uh, did some did some research. research and pulled out some words he did here. More than we did. Well, he did some research after somebody told him, "You can't call him I Ching, dog. That it's not." <laughs> so he's like, "Okay, I'll do mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get some actual karate technique words and throw." So, okay, cool. Yeah, I was as I read those, I was. Trying to make a mental note. I need to look those up to see if they're genuine, but they are. So cool. 
Um, yeah, so the, the Frankenstein monster goes down. Now they're attacked by model Fokker triplanes. Yes. And and where do Very we know specific. the... specific. Wh- where do we know the Fokker triplanes from? I don't the, know. Do, Snoopy and the Red Baron. The okay. Red Baron flew... So that's a, why he makes the Red Baron reference. The, okay. the Red Baron flew a Fokker triplane, at least in... Uh, Snoopy uh, stories. Now, I don't know if the real legend of the Red Baron. I know the uh, Falkers did have triplanes, uh, but I don't know if in World War One the legend of the real Red Baron, if that's what he flew mm-hmm. or not. I, I would think he flew different planes just because. But I don't. Maybe so. Yeah. So that's why the Red Baron references. Okay. Uh, now, of course, the song is going through my head mm-hmm. uh, by the. British band, uh, whoever it was that sang the Red Baron uh, uh, Snoopy song. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's going to my, I'll have to, after we get done recording, I'll have to go listen to it so I can get that earworm out of my head. Um, so they, they just hand beat the, the flying planes. They just, yes. although they are shooting actual bullets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, firing yes. miniature machine guns. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they managed to uh, thwart the plan and knock out all of the weapons and get the bad guys. Right, and and the dudes, and including uh, the the one um, I, that's not cyber, but no, he's he's, like, hench- he's the henchman. He, he's like the, the right the, arm man, the main henchman. Yes, um, who comes at him with a uh, semi-automatic mm-hmm. of some sort. It looks like, but. The, the one last triplane flying around inadvertently yes, yeah. hit him in the back mm-hmm. of the head. It's like, well, that's kind of convenient. You knocked mm-hmm. them all out, but yeah. So okay. Anyways, uh, got to move the story forward. I, I guess this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to the hospital. Um, we we get some mushy mushy because Steve's we don't. In a coma. We don't know if he'll ever be better. Steve's in a coma. This is very. Um, uh, what are the shows that uh, supposedly? Soap opera? Yes, uh, it's, yes, it has a very soap opera mm-hmm. feeling. I, I can mm-hmm. see this, or a uh, telenovela feeling. Mm-hmm. If we're we're not feeling uh, Caucasian, we want to. And let me just say that if I was in love with you and you were in a coma, I would not be leaving with Ching. Oh, to go find any? To go find? Be, you know, I, yeah. I would be sitting in the chair, going to sleep beside your bed. I, and and you know, to, to be honest, I, I think that's probably where I would be too. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you need to get. No, I need to be right here. Mm-hmm. Go away. Mm-hmm. That's e- even the medical people. Well, sir, you can't stay. Watch me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did when you were in the hospital. Yep. They told it. me I had to leave. I said no, no, no. And they're no, like, no. well, okay, you can sleep in it, that chair right there. Okay, then that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'll sleep in that chair right there. Um. So now, yeah, okay. They go to the hospital, and then they're leaving the hospital, and we see here. I guess this is supposed to be a nurse. Yes. She's got the red cape and yes. The, the white hat hair, hair, yeah. So we we that that way you know they're leaving the hospital because mm-hmm. they draw a nurse mm-hmm. here. Um, they're being watched. Yes. And we we think it's somebody that we see getting commands from cyber. No, giving commands. I think that's cyber. Oh, you think this is cyber? Yes. Oh wow! So he's like the big big dog. He didn't send somebody. He is scoping out Ching that's on his because own because his right hand man who he thought could well, handle things couldn't handle it. He. Gets hit in the back of the head yes. by a, a airplane. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, thus, the first chapter in the saga of the new Wonder Woman ends with Diana and her aged mentor being observed by a sinister figure hidden in the shadows. More danger. More high voltage excitement. More heartbreaking. Heartbreak. Heartbreak. Excuse me. Await Diana Prince as she and Ching. See, they didn't say I Ching. I know. They said just Ching. 
continue their pursuit of the supremely depraved Dr. Cyber. And here I, I also have a half page ad. So I'm going to close my omnibus and, and let, let's look at the, at the ads in the actual book here because some of them were pretty cool. So on the inside front cover is an ad for... Registration for some kind of Ford-sponsored punt, punt, pass, pass, and, and kick, kick competition. Yes. We still see this in... Um, is it... Before the Super Bowl, they have the kids, or they still do punt, pass, mm-hmm. and kick on something. Maybe it's the Pro Bowl or somewhere, yeah, the but they Bowl. they have uh, they have the like the finals. Mm-hmm. And then we have Born to Trouble. His name Johnny Double, dynamic debut and showcase number seventy eight of December. One of the things that really stuck out for me is when I was what did I do? I flipped through this to compare it to the omnibus. The ads for all of the other books that were advertised in this issue, they all had that same uh, late 60s drug-addled, swirly, dance music-y kind of feel to them. Both the characters, and, and we'll see some others here, but the way that the ads are designed themselves. Now, the dude's name is Johnny Double. Mm-hmm. Right? Why, why, why does he have the... the those are in, in those the, are our, in our, the our, what you aim at. They're, um, um, bullseye. Or, yes. Or, or, yeah, bullseye. The, yeah. The um, targets. Targets. That's with the word the I'm looking for. Yeah. I don't ever we're, shop there. So. We're, we're we're talking. Uh, talk, talking's hard. Yeah. Uh, d- dance is, is hard too. But um, the next ad is for the world's fastest train and the world's fastest kid. It's a Cheerios ad. And you can get the new Taikaido train running between Tokyo and Osaka. The fastest trains powered by motors. Uh, so you you get like a you can get a model of it from Cheerios. No, it's just telling you that this kid eating Cheerios is as fast as this train. Oh, and this is a real train. That's a real. Train. Oh, okay, so I guess this is like maybe it's a bullet train or maybe it's one of the. Um, it's part of the Japanese National the Railway. Bullet train. Okay. Okay. It makes three. 320.2 mile run in three hours and 10 minutes at an average speed of more than 101 100, miles per hour. 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of train And that's we how would like fast you can be as a kid if you eat Cheerios. Cheerios. 100 miles an hour. We fast. eat Cheerios. I don't I, feel that fast. I don't. I, yeah. I Maybe do. it's because we eat the apple Cheerios. I don't think I want to try to be that fast. I think I would hurt myself. Okay, the next ad is The Adventures of Tiger Boy and His Real Tiger Paws. Now, this is are, a, a full page ad. Which are actually. Bicycle tires. Okay. Remember, red stripes alone don't make tiger paws. Real tiger paws say tiger paws right on the tire. That way you can't be tricked. That's right. With the with the tires. They have to say tiger paws or they're not And that was a full-page story ad. Um, then yeah, we have a we welcome have a wagon, little... model of the month, 1957 Chevy Nomad. This is by Ravel. Car buffs along the nation are searching for this 11-year-old car, yada, yada, yada. It's like a like a third page ad. Mm-hmm. Then we have a... Fact file. Tarantula appeared in Star Spangled Comics from issue 1 through issue 19. Okay, and so it's telling you about Tarantula. It even has a, a three small pictures of pages in the so comic book. telling us about another... Uh, another comic book. Another... Character might be DC, but maybe maybe it was even before DC. Tarantula. I, I know the tarantula has been around. I think Tarantula and uh, Billy. Uh, if you um, listen to this, you can correct me. I believe Tarantula was in All Star Com- uh, in uh, All Star Squadron. I think I believe Tarantula was a man of color, if I recall. Maybe not. Well, we'll see. We'll just let that hang. 
Action Highway 1968, all new from Motorific. It's a full-page story. And at the end, it tells you you can get all the action, get the new construction site with the Action Flagman, Passing Zone, Mystery Warehouse Intersection, Automatic Trailer Terminal, and Rugged Two-Way Tractor Trailer. Motorific, it's terrific from Ideal. There you go. So it's it's a big uh, track, like um, a a race car controlling track, but yeah, for... Hot Wheels that you can lay out on the floor. And then the next full page is the magic number is three. Three star-studded spectaculars featuring the initiation of the terrific trio, Green Arrow, the Atom, and Hawkman into the Justice League. And it shows a picture of the cover of the Justice League number three full-length classic, 80-page giant. So this is where they're bringing some of the Justice Society members from Earth 2, I think, to Earth 1 and incorporating them in the Justice League. Or not incorporating them in the Justice League because actually the Justice League itself already has these guys, only their other characters. So this is just bringing some Earth 2 people to Earth 1 and reinvigorating them, I guess. And then uh, the next half yeah, page. Yeah, now see, look, look these, these characters. Mm-hmm. The Geek, Brother Power, The Geek. Here's the beginning of how, how, how it gets exciting after a visit from the deep. Now, he is a very culty character. There, there is out there in, in the people listening to this, there is a cult of people that just go gaga for... Uh, Supposedly a magazine about today. Make Brother the scene Power with the, the Geek. geek. He, he becomes president. Okay, cool. So, And then a full page, everybody's going ape for Angel and the Ape. Very, see see the, the fonts and everything, mm-hmm. very moddy. The color, Case and of here, the Missing Go-Go Girls is the story for what, the ape. There you go. Go-Go Girls, mm-hmm. the way they're dressed. Mm-hmm. It, it all is very 60s. similar to this, this age 60s. of the 60s. And then we have the reader the uh, the letter page, letter page where people yeah. write in letters. And then we have a full page Hey Football Fans, the official NFL 1968 autograph yearbook. Now for the football fans out there listening to this, you can get pages uh, that show the picture and have the autographs of people such as Johnny Unitas, Joe Namath, Fran Tarkenton, Don Meredith, Roman Gabriel, and Bart Starr. This is from 1968. And they advertised two books, one for the NFL and one for the AFL. So these are these are some high names for football players. And the box is at the Grand Central Station. Then we have our bodybuilder paid, half page. But nobody is kicking sand in Nobody's kicking face sand, here. but it's only a dollar to get the book. And super karate right. because we have karate in this book. Exactly. It's, it's karate made easy for only a dollar thirty-five. Oh, it's so more than the go. bodybuilding. Yes, I thirty-five guess, cent. I guess because it's harder to learn karate than it is to build 35 muscles. Cent. And then the back page, the back cover, the inside is two heroes, Batman and Superman, become victims in this issue. The Man of Steel turns on the Caped Crusader to commit the perfect crime. It's world's finest, number one eighty. And, then, and Superman number 211. Yeah, so two two different books mm-hmm. here advertised. And then the very, very back, back page covers. is Aurora Hobby Kits, Out of This World, where you would have gotten these. The, the oh. UFO oh, yeah. and the, the Space Clipper and the Robot and the Flying Sub. I mean, this is not stuff to, that, that little Eddie would have just loved. Not to be confused with Ravel. Mm-hmm. who did mainly, I guess, cars, mm-hmm. maybe in trains and stuff like that. Aurora did the more expansive creatures mm-hmm. and, and uh, sci-fi things and stuff like that. The one that gets my interest in particular is a submarine uh, that is the Sea View 
Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know, that is the primary submarine for the television show Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, which is probably my number one or number two all-time sci-fi TV show, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. It was it was awesome. It has a special place. It didn't, in, in, in my memory, doesn't hold up too well now uh, in... Uh, 2000s. He reminds me of, the robot reminds me of Danger Will Robinson. Yes, uh, Robbie the Robot. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And this is, this little uh, mini sub here, this is the way that these guys get... Not from here to there? From different places. If if they can't get the whole sub, like the the whole sub had to go on a mission or something, but somebody had to go to Paris to go to... This, because it flew. It was underwater, but it could also fly in the air. So cool. this was their little transport. Um, this was on on that side, yeah. So, cool. just good, nice um, reminders of what 1968 was mm-hmm. like. You know, reading the omnibus, and and I understand the omnibus is for the comics. That's that's why you buy this is to get the comic book, but. To get the flavor of the time, and and for me, I enjoy that with older comic books almost as much as usually I enjoy the comic book, is the the, the time and place. You like to sniff the comic, just be oh, honest. No, no I, I do that too. It, it's, it's, uh, He's it's a comic a, sniffer. It's a bad habit. You know, some people sniff fingers and whatever. I, I sniff comics. It's, I, I, that's the first thing I do when I open them. Even any book that I get, I get a Kickstarter. First thing I'll do is pop it open and sniff the pages. It's, then yeah. the new ones stink, though. It's, it's, a, it's a sickness, I, and, and I'm not ashamed. I am I am ashamed a little bit, but but not too much. So okay, well there you go, guys. Uh, hope you had a good time listening to us. Uh, I know this the sound quality is a little different. Maybe uh, we're working with a, a different setup, trying to to hone it in there a little bit. Um, eh, it'll be what it'll be. We'll see. Next time out, hey, Sarah, Sarah. Uh, whatever will be will be. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, speaking of sixty stuff, uh-huh. um, the the next as I flip through it the next book issue will be issue 180 uh it looks like so it'll be a little while before we start talking about diana prince's appearances in books other than wonder woman Mm -hmm. but they'll they'll come up eventually um like i say there's like there's a bunch of them but i don't know that we'll need to talk about all of them because some of them are like just minor things um one of them is the jerry lewis comic book that was coming out at the time I don't know how that'll fit in with. Our I don't know, but we'll talk about, about it. Yeah, talking about it might be small, stuff. but we'll talk about but, it. Yeah. So, all right. So that's it for this month. Next time out, guys, we'll be talking about uh, the first volume of Wonder Woman issue 180. So uh, we'll talk to you then, or you'll listen then, or you won't, and you'll drop the show, or whatever you're going to do. But either way, we'll put out the podcast. What we'll happens be sitting after here and putting out the podcast. Yep. We'll do our part. You do your part. Right. You, you do you. So um, thanks a lot for, for sharing time with me looking at the book. I appreciate it. No problem. All guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.